0: Transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills.
1: Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this morning. We ask that you direct us by your Spirit. Let your will be done in the name of Jesus. We ask that none of us will be the same after this morning and Holy Spirit we welcome you and we say Lord have your way, teach us, minister to us and let everyone under the sound of my voice that does not know you as his or her saviour, let them know you today in Jesus name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Turn your Bible to Genesis. Alright. Genesis chapter um, chapter twenty two. Genesis chapter twenty two Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 22 I want us to read from verse verse 1 to verse 14 all of us together ready go Abraham lifted up his eye and laid it upon Isaac, his son, and he took the fire. Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering Jehovah Jireh as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen amen Agama, can you lower the base a little give me a little volume in the monitors amen
2: praise the Lord
1: uh, we are sharing about Abrahamic success. I was um, in Tamale over the last few days, and um, one of the things the Spirit of the Lord impressed upon me was that... Hello? 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 Was that poverty is first of all in the mind and in the heart of a man. Amen. Are you listening to me? Poverty is in the heart and in the mind and poverty must go out of your heart and your spirit first and then it must go out of your mind and then it will materialize in the physical. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? You see the lack of all things and failing in this life is first of all in the heart of man and in the spirit of man and we must get to the point where in our hearts we are succeeding everything that happens physically has already happened in the realm of the spirit and then it just materializes praise the lord i believe with all my heart that God wants his people to succeed. Now over the last few years there have arisen an army of prosperity preachers who have proclaimed prosperity have declared that it is the will and the wish of God that God's people should actually rise up and be wealthy and be prosperous. Now this this army of prosperity preachers have been attacked over and over and over and over again by all sorts of people. First of all, for what they even preach about. Number two, for their lifestyles, the cars they drive, the things they have, and so on. As I have studied this and I have analyzed what has gone on, I believe that God has shown me that. It is actually the word of God and the will of God for God's people to be rich and wealthy and to prosper. And that it is because this army of prosperity preachers with all their problems, no doubt about it, some of them have problems if not all, have problems. But in spite of that, that is actually the truth. I'll give you an example. Take Christianity. You know that because of Christianity many wars are being fought. The, the, Crusader, the Crusades in Europe and even up to today, I mean there are pro- fights between Christians and Muslims and in no- Northern Ireland there's Catholic and Protestant wars killing all the time because of Christianity. Now that means that there are some problems, you know, but that doesn't mean Christianity is not true. Amen. 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 No, that doesn't mean that Christianity is not the right way. That doesn't mean that Jesus is not a savior. in spite of the fact that there have been these side effects. Hallelujah! Are you listening to what I'm saying? So the fact that, you know, there are certain problems that have arisen out of these preachings and teaching, does not make it wrong. You, you find people taking up ministers and trying to, you know, bring them down and to try to kill that message. But I'll tell you one thing, my friend. If there is ever a message that we need in our nation today, it's the message that God has called you and saved you, and God wants you to succeed like never before. And God wants you to prosper and to be rich and successful and wealthy and powerful. We need to teach it from the pulpit. We need to practice it. We need to practice it. We need to teach it. We need to believe in it. We need to approve of it. We need to admire it. We need to say that it's OK in our hearts. Why? Because if in your heart you disapprove of it, it will never come to you. Nobody goes towards something you disapprove of. If you are passing by, I remember one time I was at Odona. I was at a fitter shop with my car. With what, well, I mean, a car. And we had been there the whole day, some years ago. And then I, I, there was a, a kinky seller, she was t- kinky and she was selling fish. Now I've never seen that type of thing before. What happened was that the kinky was there and the fish was also there and the fish was also exposed. Now any time that lady was going to take some of the fish to sell, she would stretch out her hand and take the fish, all right, and then put it in the plate. Now any time she stretched out her hand, there was an army of flies which was, I mean, which had made that fish their home for that day. So when she stretched out the hand, all the flies would just go up like that, and then they would all come back, and they would all go like that every time she took that. And they would all, come. and people were buying the fish. And when I, I can show you about the different ways when you see the way when a fly moves from the latrine, from that person's diarrhea. It goes to lie on it. There are some small, small hairs on every fly. Do you understand? Which um, the feces will attach themselves to the fly's body. Then the fly will fly and come and land on the fish. And then it will just be kissing the fish. And then it will go and come and go and come and the toilet and the gutter, everything around. As I looked at it, I disapproved of it in my heart. And even though I was very hungry, I said, as the Lord liveth, I, I shall not eat or partake of this fish. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah. Let me tell you that anything that you see, I didn't say anything, I was just watching those, even I was with a friend and he was also buying some, I said, well, as the Lord liveth, I've not been directed by the Holy Ghost to eat this, this fish. Because I, I could mention to you the diseases that shigellosis, salmonellosis, salmona, uh, 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 what typhoid fever. I mean, a lot of diseases, a lot of things. And I said, oh, this So as I disapproved of it in my spirit, I didn't go near it. In fact, in my heart, I said, be far away. It's the same thing with wealth, and blessing, and success. When you see it, and you just say in your mind, you don't say to anybody, ah. Uh, another cocaine bends. And when you see it and you say to yourself ah, this one and nobody knows how he came by that, whatever, hmm, As for all these people, time will tell, and so on. And in your spirit, you despise and disapprove of somebody's wealth of blessing, it will not come to you. Amen. I promise you that. It will stay far from you, and you will also stay far from it. And as a nation, government leaders must know that as long as we we seem to make millionaires and people who are successful, we make them out to be some kind of bad people or evil people, successful people will always stay away from this country. And rich people will always stay away from here. They'll say, ah, why should I come here? Let me stay where I am and uh, prosper. When I come then somebody will say this and that and that, go and bring all your teaspoons, count all the one rich man was telling me how he counted all his teaspoons forks knives, and has to explain how he had each fork and spoon that he has in his house. In this our nation, Ghana. When they can announce on the television all those with more than two million should arrive at the nearest police station, Nima police station, so on. Nobody would like to have more than two million in his bank account. Because they are watching you, and they are saying that riches is evil. But it's not evil. It is rather, poverty is rather evil. Amen. Poverty in the mind and in the heart, and so on. The, 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 the negative things that come from us, we are not regarded. We are, and we are not regarded not because somebody is racist, but we are also racist. I mean, we are we also, we are Ghanaian, we don't, want, we don't like others. Let's say, even amongst our own Ghanaian, others don't like uh, um, Ashanti's. I say, don't like Everest. kafantis don't like Northness. Northness don't like Southness. Southness don't like Northness, and so on. I we I mean, also when Liberians came and they were bringing certain problems. You could hear people on certain radio talk shows how they were speaking. We don't want these Liberians in our country. They are coming to spoil our country. And so that's the same thing when we also go to another country. They also say these Ghanaians. So we don't want these black people to come around. It's the same thing. Everybody is like that. The only reason why somebody will begin to respect you is because you have money. That's why they now respect the the people with the eyes like this, all over the world. Do you know these people? (laughs) These people, they are respected because of money. Because they have the cash. Why do you think Hong Kong is important? Do you think Hong Kong is important because the British people love Chinese people? Or, or, or what they, they despise them. But they have the financial power. So I'm telling you, let me tell you, the Bible says money answereth all things. And the Bible says money is a defense. Amen. And you must understand that financial blessings, success, wealth, prosperity, it's from the Lord. If you study the Bible and be very honest with yourself, you will find out that it is the Lord who blesses and honest, Amen. and prolongs our days, Amen. and surprise us that we should lack no abundance or no oil or anything on the surface of this earth. When Jacob, when Jacob, when Isaac was blessing Jacob, he said, may you have the fatness of the earth, the corn and the oil. May your brothers and sisters bow down and serve you. Blessed is every man who blesses you and associates with you. And may everyone that fights against you be cursed. What a blessing. Such a lifting comes only from the Lord. And I want you to understand, my dear friend, that it's time for us to approve, amen, Amen, of the things that God sends our way. Because God wants to lift you up. I said God wants to lift you up. I said God wants to lift you up. He wants to bless you. He wants to establish you. He wants to take your feet out of clay and put your feet on a rock to stay. He wants to cause you to ride in your own car. He wants you to give people lift. He wants you to lend money to people. He wants you to dash things to people. He wants you to help people. He wants to bless you so that you'll be a blessing. It's time we accept and say that hey, that is right. That is true. That is good. As long as in our, see, all these things I'm saying, I'm talking to your spirit, because with your mind, I know anytime I say, God is going to bless us, so everybody just says, oh yeah, 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 it's true, I believe, I believe, I believe. But in our hearts, if Reverend Saki were to suddenly start to drive a certain type of car, somebody may say, oh, huh. I will, I will. oh yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Pastor that I want to put him inside a BMW. I said, the, the car that he's driving, I think I would like him. He'll be safer in a BMW. I told him. Yeah. And I told him, okay, I want him, I want to put him inside a Benz. Mercedes Benz. And I'll be in a helicopter. OK. All right.
2: But you have people say, oh. oh, oh."
1: This one, uh, pastor, you are beginning to fall. (laughs) The spirit of backsliding. (laughs) I tell you, you know, when I was in Tamale, I was just looking at the people with their cows. There are very few 20th century houses in Tamale. Do you know 20th century house? <laughs> These round, round hats. And as I looked at all the people, I said, ah. You know, and uh, Pastor Patrick was telling me that, you know, the, the food of Ghana comes from there, all the food. And the cows were fat. This time the cows were very fat. I said, ah, hey, th- the food is coming from all there, yam, rice, fields." Why are the people so poor? During the dry season you see the children running into the rubbish dumps, taking food from there. It's amazing. And you realize that this level of lack and poverty and want of all things, it's first in the mind or in the heart. Because some of these, when you call them and you give them a a, a car now, what will happen? (laughs) It will be a problem. Very few good things will come out until the person begins to rise up. And you find out that they say, if you prosper, they will kill you. So you must move from there to the south. But if you prosper, it's like, no. It's a similar situation we have around. <laughs> and it's true. And you see, when that thing is around, it's like, anyone who is doing well, we are going to kill the person. Or the person should come down. No. If, if anything, let like a white man. And And I'm saying this to say that, I want it to get into your heart, oh, we need it, we need it, we need it so badly, and I'm speaking to my church, I'm not speaking to far, I'm I'm just talking to you, because what I'm saying applies to every one of us here, it's not to some people who are some way, it's you. Tell the person sitting next to you, the man is talking to you today, he's talking to you. (laughs) I tell the person it's you in particular, it seems that I, I get the, the the Spirit is telling me that it's you. <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying today? All right. So we have been studying Abrahamic success. What are the secrets of uh, Abrahamic success? Number one is what? Obedience. Number two? The secret of what? Believing God's Word. Amen. Number three is what? Secret of family service to the Lord. Amen. Abraham served God with his family. Number four? The secret of what? The time. Number five? The secret of? Intercession for others. Number six? No more. Alright. Number six is the secret of sacrificing all. To the Lord. Now, Abraham had everything, and everything to him was his only son, Isaac. And God said to him, when We read that story this morning. God said to him, Give up your son. Do I kill him? And you know something? A person who does not become like Abraham cannot succeed. Where you are prepared to give up everything and you are prepared to just die and lose everything for what you are doing, you are not going to succeed in it. When you come to work and you are yawning and sleepy and tired and I mean waiting for, waiting for lunch break, hoping that lunch break will come and hoping that closing time will come, you are not going to be rich, or you are not going to be very successful. Ask, find out all those who are really succeeding, they are not waiting for lunch break. They don't have a lunch break. There's no such thing as a lunch break. I, I'm saying this to say that you, you, you analyze it. You see, some of us, are, we enjoy working at where we are. It's like, it's okay for me. Do You understand what I'm saying, but I'll tell you, that it's true, it may be okay, but we are talking now about going higher. And if you're going to go higher, you're going to have to work harder. It's going to involve more. And it's going to involve working with the passion. Working with your heart. Working all out. Where you have nothing else to lose. See, Abraham was working for God. When God told him to move, he just moved. Now he was not working for himself, he was working for God. everything that God, that when God told him to kill your child, he said, oh, the one I work for says, I should kill my child. I have nothing else. I've lost my family. I've lost everyone. I've done, put away everything. I have nothing else to lose. He said, I should also give my child. And he gave, he gave up his child. He was, he was going. To, and God said, now I have seen. I have seen that you will not hold anything back from me. You see, there are, there are people and there are people. And God looks at our hearts. Amen. And he sees that this man will hold something back. But this man will not hold anything back. It's not everybody that God asks you to sacrifice Isaac, but everyone in this life has an Isaac. If God right now attends to you and starts to say, drop this thing, would you be prepared to? Sometimes it may be a, a, a beloved. The Lord may say, drop her. She's not good for you now. Are you prepared to drop? It may be. It may be uh, uh, something, and a lot of say, leave that thing. You see, and when God can see that now there's nothing that can stop you and hold you back from, it's like anything you would do, you are different from somebody else who would be restrained when it comes to certain things. Amen. Martin Luther King. Most of you have heard, how many have heard of Martin Luther King? You must have heard of him. Somebody was saying, and I think I agree with him, that, you know, many people say that the greatest words that he said were the words that he said on the Lincoln Memorial, I have a dream. You heard that before, I have a dream, I have a dream, I have a dream. But somebody else said that those were not his greatest words. That his greatest words were some words he said in a little church in Alabama. He was talking to just a few people, and he said these words. He said, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. And that man said that those were the greatest words that those man said. When you get to the point where it doesn't matter anymore, whether it is your profession, whether it is your job, whether it is your husband, your wife, your child, your this, your that, it's like you are sold out to the law. It doesn't matter anymore. You have got to a point where others have not been able to yeah. get to. People who succeed in this life, they get to that point where nothing matters anymore except what they want to do. As a minister, it has to be that way. Is where I am now? Right now? I know I'm in a life and death situation. Either I live or I die. These are the only two options left for me because I have put myself in the thing too far. I cannot go back. Amen. I have said too many things, done too many things, embedded myself too far to return. Amen. It's either I live or I die, either I gain or I lose. And for me, I think I can also say a whole lot of things don't matter anymore. For me, my life is the ministry, and the, the call that God has called me to. There are very few things, if anything, that can now stop me or keep me back. The prayers that I pray are no longer prayers of uh, bless me and help me, but they are now a matter of life or death, amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And it involves me, my family, and so on. And I want you to understand that it's only when you get to a certain point where you know that, hey, it is all or none. You are not going to go very far. If you take, for instance, your business, if you are doing it with all your heart, you will realize that at a point, what matters is what you are doing. Because you want to succeed. You want to make it. Are you understanding what I'm saying today? I remember the reading about a little boy, I think ten or eleven years old, in Liberia. His mother was killed, father, of everybody in the house was killed. He was the only one left, and he had his machine gun, and he was fighting, and he was interviewed, and he had killed. You mentioned 100 and something people that he had. He doesn't care about anything because he doesn't have a father. He doesn't have a mother, no brothers, no sisters. What else matters in the world? It's just all out. Are you understanding what I'm talking about today? You see, when you get to that point in whatever you are doing, you become successful at it. If, for instance, you are fighting a war and it really matters that you should stay alive. You can't shoot properly. Because when they are shooting you, you, you become. <laughs> Because what about if when you lift up your head to shoot, somebody at that very moment shoots you? You you, you can't shoot well. What about if when you are going, there's a bomb. What about if you are going, your car drives over a bomb or a mine or something? What about that? I mean, you can't fight. You'll be very careful, and you always want somebody else to go first. Who should go first? Many of us do things in a very lackadaisical way. We are just there. That is why Rollins had a lot of followers and has followers up to today. Because when he came, he, he, I saw the, the picture of all the people that he fought the fight with. He said, all these people haven't done it, it's me. I'm the one, kill me. And he, put his life, his wife, because he had a wife, I think he had a child, I'm sure he had children by then, children, wife, everything, it's like nothing matters anymore, these people have done nothing, I'm the one, kill me. You see, that inspires people to follow. Where you have somebody who is doing something, it's like he's going all the way, that was how Abraham was, in his field. And I want to tell you, in whatever field you are, if you have that passion to do it, and do it well, you are going to find out that you are making it in this life. That's why Abraham, he's called Father Abraham, Hallelujah. because he was prepared to lose everything, including Isaac, which was what his greatest miracle in his life, aside. There are very few people who will become medical doctors, like I have become, and say, after becoming doctors, that, forget about it. Let's just preach. For people to insult you, and say things which are not true and to pray scriptural prayers and have evil wishes against you to do enchantments and spells to invoke ancient deities and thrones and that is why we say Lord plead our cause fight with them that fight against us strive with them that strive against us draw out your spear and destroy the enemies of Zion. You've got to get to the point where what you are doing you believe in it. I believe in what I'm doing. I believe in what I'm doing. I believe that Jesus died for the whole world. I believe that the primary role of the church is to preach the gospel and it is not to do social works. That is not the role of the church. The role of the church is to preach the gospel and do spiritual things. Amen. Contrary to what the government and other politicians may think, every time they say things that imply that, unless the church is doing some kind of social type of work, it is not a useful organism in the community. That's a lie. The primary function of the church is to spiritually affect the lives of people, save them from hell, and bring them to heaven. That is the primary role of the, of the church. Social works are side effect and secondary, tertiary. I mean, things that the church will do. We will do them, but that's not our. That's not. That's not why we are here. If I want to do social works, I'll just be a doctor. I've got my degree there, MBChB. That's not what we are here for. We're not here to run clinics and uh, open schools. And so. We will open clinics and we will run schools, but that's just a side thing. I tell you. I believe in what I believe. People must be saved. That's why I'm here. If I didn't believe people must be saved, I'll not be standing here. I believe with all my heart in what I'm doing. I believe that Jesus died for everyone, everyone, the rich and the poor, and that everyone must hear this gospel, and that we are giving our life for that gospel to be heard. I believe it. And I know those around me believe what I believe. That's why we are here. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. You've got to believe in what you are doing if you want to be really great and succeed. Find something, you know, when the work you are doing becomes your play you have found the work that you were ordained and designated to do in this life when the work you are doing becomes your play God, when i'm working i don't feel that i'm working people say hey you work this no for me everything i'm doing i'm playing because that's the work that i've found to do for my life so i enjoy it it's not hard find that thing if it is serving the lord if it's the ministry decide early. if you want to succeed decide early in what you want to do don't wait for a long time don't wait for many years and then finally say okay now i've decided i'm going to do this. you're not going to succeed most people who have made it started early because it takes years to succeed amen. you remember that it takes a long time to succeed it doesn't happen over a short while how many understand what i'm talking about tonight today amen God wants you to be blessed. If you if you believe if you want to be rich, eh, believe in your heart that it's very good to be rich from the bottom. Of, any middle type of belief is not going to help you. Any sort of average, moderate, moderate type of belief is not going to bring you to that place. that The faith must go high, and you must believe in that ultimate, and you must believe it with a passion. Otherwise, you're not going to get there. I promise you that. I've come to see. God, look, I've come a long way because I used to be a poverty believer. Then I've moved in. One time I was talking to Archbishop Idahosa, and Archbishop realized that my faith was some way. I mean, so I asked him, I asked him. I told him, when I come to Nigeria to visit you, where, where, where will I stay? He just looked at me and said, oh, we shall put you at the poverty line. <laughs> because he realized that my faith was, I mean, I was thinking about things which were not even important. Gradually my mind has moved. I said no. My mind was beginning to move from not accepting that to accepting it, to believing in it, to admiring it, to practicing it, to speaking it, to preaching it, to teaching it, and believing in it. If you want to be rich, and I believe God wants you to be rich. If you want to do ministry, do it. If you want to be rich, be rich. I'm not here for money. I'm here for ministry. But if you are not in a ministry and you are working, you are working for money, and be frank with yourself and know that you are working for money. And don't be spiritual, spiritualize it and say that, oh, I mean, uh, 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 I have learned to abase and to abound, and uh, this is a time of abasing. Every day you are abasing, this is my widow's might. every time you are given a widow's might. Move away from widow's might. Are you a widow? And begin to move into blessing, proper blessings. We must begin to give cars as gifts. Cars. Cars must not be a problem. A car is nothing. We must begin to sponsor people through their whole education. I am taking you to school. One, two, three, four, five, to university. You are not a government. You are just a human being. And you are just sponsoring somebody. That's the best gift you can give to somebody. You know that to educate a person. When you finish with an educated person, you've done everything for him. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me today? I believe that if we are doing whatever we are doing, let's do it with all our hearts. Let's not have anything that we hold. Back. If you are doing music, you see the BDs singing, and I've been, I've been telling them, sing, sing for the Lord, you can ask them, I tell them in secret, sing for the Lord, sing, because you, I can see that these people, if they start to sing, others will come and bow down, all these people who have been singing in town, that they, they will come and bow down, say, we want you to show us the way forward, I believe it, these are their, you know, songs. If you are doing something, do it. Do it. Do it. I'm doing what I'm doing with all my heart. I've come too far. Where am I going back to? To where? This colleague, on problems that have, have arisen, the places that I've been to, say, ah, for what? For what? People saying also, so before you arrive there, they have polluted the minds of everybody there. This man is like this, he's very arrogant, he's very proud, he doesn't respect people, he's insulting us every day. I he said, hey, when have I insulted you? Even when have I talked to you? He, they have rolled up their windows when they are driving, they just hold the still like that. He said, oh,
2: for what? For what?
1: We have a problem. But I've come too far to go back anywhere. Are you listening to me if you are doing something do it if you are trying to earn money please believe in riches i said believe in riches believe if it doesn't enter you if nothing will enter you and let it enter you believe it is good riches are not familiar for, for you and i'm telling you that it's good for you god told abraham i will bless you and you will become a blessing amen So the secret of sacrificing all. The next one, the secret of separation and association. The secret of separation and association. You see, when you read the Bible, we don't have so much time to read. In Genesis chapter 14, Are you there? Let's, let's, read, let's read chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Amen. Now who did the Lord speak to in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1? Abraham. And he told him to go where? To go where? Out of his country. And out of his father's house and his relatives. Amen. Do you know that often your relatives cannot receive from you? Because of the familiarity. When they see you, they are not impressed. Because they've seen you for a long time. They've seen all your problems, all your sicknesses, all your problems. Every, I mean, your hassles in life. When you were failing, they, they were there. So sometimes when God wants to bless you, he has to separate you from all the people who are familiar with you. Usually unless your brothers and sisters are younger than you, they don't usually receive. Unless the older one is saved, then all the, other, the younger ones get saved. But usually when the younger one gets saved, the other older ones don't get saved. God wants to bless you. You must know the secret of divine separation from elements which you don't need in your life. You must understand the concept of associating with those whom you must associate associate with in life to prosper. In my ministry, you see, when you read on, you see that God told him to go. Then when he went, look at at verse uh, uh, 4. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. But, and Lot went with him, and Abraham was 75 years old. Lot should not have gone with Abraham. Abraham should not have gone with Lot. And we realized that Abraham had taken a major burden with him. And a major problem, hallelujah. Someone who was going to cause problems for him and his life and his ministry all along. When God called me, I realized that God had called me alone. But you see, because we came from this fellowship background, I came with some people. And it was until all those people had left, and I was alone, that the Lord could begin to work with me. And you read in Genesis chapter 14, verse 14, it says, And when Abraham Genesis 14, Abraham heard that his brother... Abraham, let's read here. Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive. He went and he fought for him. Amen. All right. Let's look at Genesis chapter 13, sorry. Verse 14, 13, 14. Sorry, not 14, 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, After that, Lot was separated from him. Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land which thou seest to thee will i give it and to thy seed forever now this promise was made to abraham after he was separated from lot now notice you see abraham had moved with his cousin or his nephew lot but god didn't begin to say certain things to him until Lot had left him and lot was causing problems When the the farmers of of Lot, the headsmen of Lot and the headsmen of Abraham were quarreling, instead of Lot to say that, look, this is my father Abraham who I came with, and he has helped me and so on, and I mean, I I, I don't want any problem with him. He didn't check his people. Rather, Abraham had to call him and say, look, we are brothers. Let there be no problem between us and your people and my people. And he said to Lot, choose wherever you want and not being so greedy and so selfish rather look at the place which was very nice with his eye and he chose that place and left his father Abraham to stand there without having a nice part of the land. This is an ungrateful person. The next time we heard of him he was being captured and the next time we heard of him he was being raped by his daughters. Whatsoever a man soweth he shall reap. People don't know why they are blessed and because of whom they are being blessed. They don't know that it is by a certain association that they are being blessed. And then they begin to think that they are the ones causing the, the blessing. I realized that early in my ministry, when I started, I realized that certain elements that were with me, they could not, I said, because we came back, the Lord had called me to be in the ministry. That's why, I, that's why I'm in the ministry. although there were other doctors and other people are talking various things. Today I'm the only one here, they're all practicing medicine elsewhere. Because the Lord had divinely called me to do what I'm doing. By the time I was standing alone and all the lots and others had been taken away, then I knew. I had to actually drive away some lots. I said, from today, go. A lot of things that I've done before I'm here today. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what, oh what else? I called my, call my assistant pastor and said that from today I've relieved you of all your duties in the church. Okay? And I said from today don't come to the church again. I've sacked you. Finish. That's how come we are here in peace. Sometimes you see a pastor, I don't know the thing they have been doing and how people insulted me. Right? But unless, you see, Abraham said, you, you, there shouldn't be any call. You go here, you go here. And after he, he had gone and chosen a place, God said, okay, come Abraham, turn around north. So north, he looked at the north He said, all oh, that is for you, east, east, west, and south, where Lot had also gone. He said, all oh, that place too is for you. So even Lot, the place where that he went, had also been given to Abraham. Talk with cursed people, you begin to be careful. Look at Genesis 30 verse 27. I want to underline that verse. We are just getting to the end of our time. Quickly, quickly, 30 verse 27. Let, let's read from verse 22. Genesis chapter 30, I want to read from verse 2. And God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived, Genesis chapter 30, verse 23, and she conceived and bare a son. And God said, God had taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph and said, the Lord shall add to me another son. And it came to pass when Rachel had mourned Joseph that Jacob said unto Laban, send me away that I may go to my own place and to my country give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee and let me go to where I want to go for thou knowest my service which I have done thee. End of story. Look at me. This was a man who had worked. You understand? It's like I have come to your house. I've worked for you for years for two wives and all the cows and cattle and everything. And I said, I want to go. But Laban the unbeliever, and this is what some Christians don't see today. Christians don't see, but Laban was seeing it. Laban said, when the man said, let me go, I want to be on my own, I want to be on my own. The man said to him, he said, listen, and Laban said unto him, I pray thee. This one now, the boss was saying, please don't go. (laughs) If I have found favor, this is the boss and the owner. If I have found favor in thy eyes, tarry. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Underline that verse, a very crucial verse for you to see the rest of your life. said, said, I have learned that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. When you are associating with a blessed person, you will be blessed. When you associate with cursed people, you will be cursed. When you don't separate yourself from people that are not called and people that are also cursed, the, curse, the, the true call of God can never come upon your life. When you do not separate yourself from people that are not helping you, and associate yourself with things that are blessed. You can never reach a certain level of blessing in your life and your ministry. Abedi Pele was he not playing for Tamale United? You may have all the gifting, but if you don't strategically position yourself, on you And when the blessing, the man who was blessed, the man wasn't taking anything away; just taking his two wives, and he was just going barehanded like that. But he could see that this is a blessed person. When we talk about blessed, this is a man whom the fatness of the earth is for him, the corn, the oil, the wine. His brothers and sisters are fearing and bowing down to him. He is having all the goodness of the earth, all the blessings, the oil, the abundance are for him. And he said, don't go. I know, I've seen by experience that God has blessed me because you are here. When you go away, the blessing is going to change. People don't know that you are blessed because you are in a church. You are covered because you are in the church. You are protected because of what you are, where you are. People don't know that they are prospering because of the association that they have. And so they just walk away from it. But Laban was not a fool. He was a very wise guy. He said, don't go. I know that if you go. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Church, let us understand what the difference between a blessing and a curse. A blessed person and a person that is not blessed. Let us understand the important principle of separation. If you are quarreling with somebody, you shouldn't be with that person. God showed me this long ago. One time I was with one pastor and he was doing many, many, many years ago, more than ten years ago. I said, look, my friend, you go, okay? With all the things that you are saying, just go. I'll be here. You just also go wherever you want to go. There'll be peace. If what you are saying is true, time will tell. God will vindicate and God will speak and God will show. And time tells. Leave it to God. Anybody you are working with, striving continuously, quarreling, arguing, problem, you can't be with that person. You can't flow. Separate yourself and be where there is peace. The Bible says the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace. Of them that make peace. Learn it, church of God, and God will divinely bless you. Stand to your feet, everybody. Stand to your feet. Give me the Lift up your hand and say, I receive receive divine blessings from 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 the Lord in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. I will dissociate myself from from negative people. I will associate myself myself with blessed people as Abraham did. did. In In the name of Jesus. And the Lord shall bless me He shall prosper me. He shall promote me. He shall lift me up. He shall cause me to go forward. Thank you, Father. Begin to thank the Lord. Begin to thank the Lord. God wants you to be blessed, I tell you. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to believe it. Believe it, believe it, believe it, believe it, believe it. Let it enter your heart. Let it enter your spirit. Let it enter your mind. Believe in it, believe in it, believe in it, believe in it, believe in it. Believe in it. We give you praise and we give you glory, Lord. Hallowed be thy name. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you are here this morning, maybe somebody invited you to church. You are not born again. You are not a born-again Christian. I want to pray for you specially. Lift up your right hand. If you are here, you are not born again. When I say the word born again, you don't even understand it. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but you know in your heart that you are not a real Christian. If you die today or tomorrow, you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell. Pastor, pray for me. I want you to pray for me before I leave this place. If you are here like that, please lift up your right hand quickly. So that I can pray with you as we close Lift it up high God bless you God bless you I see your hands that are lifted up Lift it up high please God bless you Lift it up There's another lady God is saying Today is your day of salvation God bless you Lift it up high Pastor I want to give my life to Jesus Lift up your hand today God bless you All those who have lifted up your hands Come Come and stand right in front of me here I want you to be near me Whilst I pray for you Just come and stand right here Come Come come. God bless you Come, Come from wherever you are Clap for them as they come. Put your hands together for them as they come. Come to Jesus. There's room at the cross for you. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Come, come to the front. Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. Yes, Lord. Yes, there's room at the cross. Shall we pray? Say this prayer, those of you in front. Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. Today, I realize that I am a sinner, that I don't know you, please forgive me, please wash me in the blood of Jesus, cleanse me Lord from all my sins, from all my wickedness, from today I serve you, I am your child, I am your servant. Dear Lord, thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. God bless you. Put your hands together for them. Can you please go to this pastor? He's going to talk with you, and afterwards, I want to see all of you in my office. I want to see this group upset. Come on, give them a clap and a shout.